0: welcome back to the Gridiron Gang Podcast. We're here with our week three pick show. I'm back with my special guest, Kier. We're back in the lab. We're cooking up picks for you guys, and we're going to get right into it. B. John Robinson, over 25 reception yards, milestone, minus 105. Kier, I like this pick for a lot of reasons, most notably so just the workload this man took on last week. He switched to a lead back role. Detroit Lions very vulnerable defensively as we saw against your team Seattle laying an ass whooping 37 points against them they snapped and I'm just thinking he's going to be a big part of this game running and receiving in this game
1: yeah so they're playing at the Lions they're three-point underdogs against the Lions right now I like that Bijan pick the Lions are a little bit banged up their offense can score so can the Uh, The Falcons, I think the Falcons' defense is just a little bit better. Um, I'm not sold on it yet, but I think by Sunday I'll probably be playing something on the over. That's at 46. Uh, I just think it can be another bit of a track meet, like you said. Beachon Robinson is special. And the rest of their running backs are good if they can get their throwing game going. Desmond Ritter, if he can just find a way to have a game too. I think that offense is going to be explosive and extremely hard to stop. I also like the Falcons over 20 and a half team total. That's at minus 115. I just think they're going to be able to put up points. The Lions don't really, I don't think anyone is really going to have an answer for Bijan Robinson necessarily until they run into the teams like maybe the 49ers or the Cowboys. Even then I think he'll be able to find success. So I'm, yeah, let's ride Bijan. I like the Falcons over 20 and a half team total and I like your prop as well there.
0: Yeah, and I also just wanted to throw in just for a bonus prop on this game be John Degan in the house too. Why not? You know, yeah. they, like we just broke down for you guys, he's just a special generational talent. He's going to be all over this field. It's going to be a very, like we think for sure, Atlanta's going to have a lot of ease scoring against this Lions defense and potentially, like here said, closer to the game, we'll be looking at hitting that over on 46 points for the total as well.
1: And we don't know for sure yet, but keep an eye on David Montgomery as well. He's listed as doubtful right now. Got a little, a lot of really important touches while he was playing for the Lions so far this season. So, look out for Jameer Gibbs as well to potentially have a big game on the other side. The Falcons defense, I think, is a little bit better than the Lions for sure. Well, not a little bit, I think they're a lot better than the Lions defense. But Jameer Gibbs is an amazing talent as well. So, both rookie running backs are potentially going have a big game.
0: Yeah, great point you make with uh, Montgomery being out potentially. Keep an eye on that for sure leading in because there could be some interesting props on Gibbs getting a bigger workload than he has so far as well. Um, looking down the line here, what, what what else do you got on the card? What What's sticking out across this board to you for this week?
1: So up next, I have the Bills and Commanders. The Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, it is in Washington. The over-under is only 43-and-a-half. I think both these offenses... Are gonna be able to score. I know you and Jesse uh, mentioned about Eric Bieniemy and that offense and Sam Howell, the success he's been able to have. I know he's a lot of throwing yards so far this season. Um, Josh Allen has won fifty-seven games in his career so far, forty-three of them are by seven or more points. I've, I heard that stat, and I that that blew me away because that means when they win, they're dominant, right? And six and a half is the line, so clearly Vegas is reflecting that as well. Teams are also 24-10 and 10 in the last five years after playing the Broncos in Denver. I don't know what it is about that altitude, but it seems like it has some healing abilities or something like that. People come back ready to go and ready to play. Um, commanders were kind of getting worked last week against Russ, though, to be honest with you, and then he left the pocket out to the left and fumbled, and that kind of changed the whole momentum of the game. I don't know... This is, again, it always comes down to Josh Allen with the Bills, right? I really don't know. Is he going to make a play that he gets panicked a little bit and throws an interception or fumbles the ball on a run or something like that? Or is he going to be the poised Josh Allen that we know? Uh, i lean towards the over because i think both teams are going to be able to score
0: yeah i i like the over here as well 43 just doesn't sound like a lot of points especially as you just mentioned we like what we're seeing from sam howell and eric Bienemy, and that's more of the question mark heading into this game we all know the the explosive talents on the buffalo bills side of the offensive ball he has the ability like you say don't turn the ball over tons of playmakers james cook had a phenomenal game last week as well, so keep an eye on him to be involved in that offense and free up Josh Allen with his arm and not have to think he's got to be Superman and make every play out there.
1: Yeah, and I thought you and Jesse had a very good point on the review show this week is that Eric Bieniemy should be on a head coach next year. I think he's proving it so far this season i think he's going to continue to prove it throughout the season
0: yeah yeah so I, I love the over there and honestly i'm I'm a fan of like over one and a half field goals just for a side prop as well if you guys want to throw in anything like that on side and parlay it together with the over potentially i think there's going to be a couple field goals in this game
1: yeah i mean we've had you'll see throughout our pick show today but we've had a lot of success picking and choosing our spots with field goals in games especially early in the season so Look out for those. We like to put those in maybe maybe a small parlay with two to three picks to get a little bit of juice on it and make some money.
0: So, Kier, interesting point. I was reading in a statistical book about uh, football spreads in general, and the line that stood out to me was when there's a spread over nine or nine and a half points, when one team's favored by that many points in a football game, it tends to hit the under 78% of the time this week we have two games over nine and a half point spreads and that's Dallas versus Arizona under 43. And we also have Kansas city chiefs versus the Chicago bears, which is a 48 point spread. I'm sorry, 48 point total right now. So with that being said, I'm going to trust those statistics because numbers don't lie like everything else does. Although for the Dallas game, Be very careful because I think Dallas alone with their defense and offense could potentially put up over 40 points again. So be a little bit cautious on that one. I really enjoyed the under for the Kansas City Chiefs Chicago Bears game. I think 48 is just too many points with uh, teams of such different calibers right now.
1: Yeah, and I find that the Chiefs defense has actually been the highlight for them so far this season. The Bears are a dumpster fire right now, right? They just had that over $100,000 in equipment stolen. Uh, Justin Fields' interview that people have been torn on, and whatever is going on with their defensive coordinator resigning, we'll wait, we'll hold our judgment until we... Find out what's going on with that, but there's some pretty nasty rumors going on.
0: I mean, as far as things going on in the background with the team, going into a game against the Chiefs, uh, yeah, it just doesn't sound like a good situation there to me, Kier.
1: Yeah, I, I love the under 48. I think the Chiefs' defense has been pretty good. I am worried that Justin Fields has had so much going on and there's been so much on the team that it's almost going to rally them a little bit in a sense, but we're going to go with, yeah, Yeah, I like under 48 as well. I think the Chiefs team total could hit, and they could have Justin Fields maybe over on a rushing prop or something like that, but I like under 48 as well. I like this a lot more than the Cowboys Cardinals one.
0: Yeah, that one, proceed with caution. That's based just on statistics alone. Like I said, I mean, Dallas alone can put up that many points on either side of the ball, and Arizona... I mean, they're, they're on paper a not very good team, but they've showcased very commendably for the first two games so far, so I will give them credit as well. So proceed with caution there. Loving the Chiefs under 48. Um, any Anything else sticking out to you for those games? Do you like any side props on these players or at all on these games?
1: I do like Tony Pollard, any type of touchdown, uh, and I think CeeDee Lamb continues to have success. Uh, and, as I mean, Tony Pollard got a lot of touches. I believe he got 25 touches last week. Didn't really establish anything i believe he average two or three yards per per carry yeah that was 25 like that.
0: on the ground yeah. and seven more in the air as yeah. well so he's a big focal point no matter what on yeah. that offense and great I th- call
1: i think those numbers could be repeated and i think hopefully you find more success against the cardinals team uh cd lamb continue to dominate and i think Marcus uh, michael parsons like you and jesse talked about again it's it's incredible what this guy can do is his athleticism is off the charts so i like him to record a sack because he's all over the field you could even parlay that's a game where similar to last night with the 49ers which we had a lot of success on we had McCaffrey touchdown McCaffrey over yards we had over field goals um we had san francisco money line we had those parlayed so that worked out really well for us i think this is another game where you could pick and choose your shots so you could have a cd lamb over 50 yards 75 yards or his total uh again with pollard maybe you take carries or you take a touchdown something like that and a michael parsons sack I think no problem. You could find a you could find a little parlay that could entice you and put a little more action on a game like that.
0: Yeah, I completely agree Kier. A lot of different ways to play angles on that game and within the games in the same game parlays. That's a great point that you raise. Um, a game that was sticking out to me that uh, speaking of a lot of different ways to play it, I really like this Ravens game this week. I like I like a lot of the things going on with Gardner Minshew coming in for the Indianapolis Colts. I like. Michael Pittman Jr. specifically to go over five and a half receptions at plus money. It's plus 130 for five and a half. He's had eight catches both games so far. And look look for him to be a security blanket of sorts for Gardner Minshew, who's a very capable backup quarterback in the NFL. He's going to be slinging it. He's not coming out to just hand the ball off to Zach Moss running all day. He's going to be slinging it. Pittman Jr. is going to be a focus of on that offense for sure.
1: Yeah, and Minshew's... Basically, thinks he can be a starting quarterback still, and is kind of playing to prove that, right? He's getting the opportunity. Anthony Richardson out. The only thing I could think about thinking about the Colts with Gardner Minshew is why is he not the starting quarterback on the Jets at this point? Like, I, like I think you could take a shot with him, and I think you would increase your odds. At least he's willing to move the ball down the field. Um, the Ravens are good, and Lamar Jackson has looked really patient and poised so far this season. But they are dealing with a lot of injuries as well. I think they're they're going to win the game. But I do think that the Colts can keep it interesting. Um, this is another game where I like over and field goals. Um, Justin Tucker just has an incredible leg. And like we talked about, maybe him just over 1.5 field goals himself. Or over 5.5 total points scored. So that you do get that one on a PAT in case they aren't scoring a lot of touchdowns. This is a game that I maybe look at in the first half if the Colts are keeping it close or maybe even like winning really early in the game maybe a live bet somewhere on the Ravens because I do think they win the game but I do think 8 points can be a lot because garbage time like we've seen that teams are still willing to go for it and try to attack so I'd rather not get screwed over on a on a late play with that 8 points
0: and I also like with Odell Beckham going out where he just been ruled out for the game so these lines are changing by the way so this is just at the time of uh recording zay flowers and mark andrews are both over four and a half receptions i just think a majority of targets is going to go towards both of them in general they're going to have more volume with odell going out so and indianapolis ranks 29th against the pass in the first two games of the year so far so yeah i like both of those guys like take your pick pick your poison between the two if you only like one I personally like them both. I think Lamar, like Keir said, he's shown phenomenal poise in the pocket, especially this year. I think he's taken a big step in his game personally. So, yeah, I'd like for him to spread the ball around and get the ball to these playmakers' hands. And also, if they're at the goal line, look for Gus Edwards to be the guy to knock it in the house for them, too.
1: Absolutely. I think maybe one of the most interesting games this weekend, Eli, is the Chargers at the Vikings. Oh my um, goodness. At the time we're talking about this, is, is the Vikings are at minus one with an over-under of four, 54. Uh, we did just see, as we were talking right now, that Austin Eckler has been ruled out for the game. So I don't know if that'll change the line by the time people hear this. I'm sure, well, he's a pretty phenomenal player and has a big impact for sure for that team. Um, this is a game where, listen, both these coaches are best friends. They're, they're making a big story out of this. And both these coaches also have a team that have horrible defenses. Yeah. <laughs> these guys let up points, right? Well, then both <laughs> these offenses can score, too. And that's just that's just the fact. So I like both quarterbacks to throw two or more touchdowns. You can parlay those together. Kirk Cousins has been all over the over for his yards. I think he's thrown over 350 or around there. I think 386 last game. And his number, I think, right now is 293 or, so, or something around there. Like, it's relatively low. For what he's been able to do already this season, so I like those numbers uh, to go. Justin Jefferson hasn't been able to find the end zone, but he's had yards. He's had a lot of yards, and I think he'll continue to do so. He just he, there's certain guys you just can't you can't stop for a whole game. They just get open, right? In a league of his own, and he's one of those guys. I don't mind a Hawkinson anytime touchdown. He's a big time red zone target. They kind of seem to shy away from Jefferson a little bit when they get to the red zone. I don't know why. I mean he's obviously still fantastic everywhere on the field, but whatever that's the case, so we'll look at Hawkinson for a touchdown. Um and Kirk Cousins, you know, he's 48 32 and 2 in this time slot and 21 and 34 in the 1 p.m. or later time slot. And we're on the the west coast, so that's the early slate is is pretty much all that's saying is early slate is when he plays his best, when he's buried in a lot of other games. I was listening to part in my take and they said that stat and I had backed it up. To replay, and I'm like, because that's that's two different careers almost. It is as a quarterback, and what he's been doing so far this year, I, I took them at minus one. I think they're I think they're going to win that game. I don't trust Justin Herbert. I don't know what you feel about him, but like every time they've gotten positions, run their game so far this season, he's had a chance to win both games. I know it's not just only him, but at some point we have to see this Chargers team get over that hump and win these close games and important games, right? they can they find a way to lose these games over and over and i'll just i'll just continue on that trend and i'm betting the vikings
0: absolutely like you said we've seen them with the opportunities to win games in both the games so far laden games failed to do so and that that lingers that's the type of effect that lingers we're talking about two o and two teams to start the year two teams very desperate for a win here and two teams largely with inabilities to run the football now, with Austin Eckler yet again being ruled out. As we saw last week with uh, Joshua Kelly, he struggled to get yards as the only running back, right? And Minnesota's had no run game to speak of whatsoever this season. So I love what you're saying here. I'd love Herbert and Cousins to both be throwing multiple touchdowns each in this game here.
1: Yeah, I just checked those numbers really quickly because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just talking on my ass and giving fake numbers. So his is 292 and a 292.5 this week. and um, the first two weeks, he had 344 for two touchdowns and 364 for four touchdowns, both with 44 attempts and 33 completions and 31 completions. His over-under on completions this week is 24.5. I think you could parlay a few different little props for Kirk Cousins together. And just bet on him having a pretty good game here. And I don't hate it. I also want don't to mention... break my heart, Kirk Cousins, not <laughs> again.
0: I also want to mention, with all that being said, he also was not playing against the 32nd-ranked defense in either of those games, with LA Chargers nearly giving up 500 yards a game right now, with 333 on average in the air. And yeah, I mean, you're just talking about lines that I love to hear right and now, Kirk. That, and
1: that's a Vikings team that isn't gonna have great success running the ball they're right they're not gonna pound it for the whole game and go away from the area they're gonna be throwing the ball they're gonna find their whole jordan addison's been great hawkinson's been great jefferson's been great they want to win both these teams need a win and i think the vikings get it
0: yeah i, lo- I love it love the shootout there and yeah i mean like you said I'm, I'm a stats guy and when you hear numbers like that compounded with numbers like that on the offensive side it all adds up in my brain not sure about you guys but I'll be with that all the way through, 100%. What do you got next on your pocket there, Kier?
1: Well, here's one we probably don't really need to talk about for long. Patriots at the Jets. The Patriots are pretty good for 0-2, I think. The Patriots have won 14 straight against the Jets. Now, obviously obviously that's going back into seasons with Tom Brady, and this Jets team wasn't as good as they are. Even with Zach Wilson this year, they're better than they were last year. Yeah. right? So they're the best they've been in a while. This defense is really good. The Patriots defense is pretty good. I don't really know if I trust either of these offenses that much right now. I love the field goals in this game. Over two and a half, maybe even over three and a half. Over under thirty six. I think it probably goes under thirty six, even though that's already low. But these low un- over unders tend to have like Vegas knows what they're doing, right? They they know that it's probably going to be pretty low scoring. These so lines are set by pre-
0: machines and quantum mechanics and things that normal people like us just simply don't understand. I don't and don't they're even there. Wanna know. No, I don't want yeah, to know either. They're, wanna they're wanna there know. for a reason though, and yeah. like you said, very often when they are there, you see low scoring games. Mm-hmm. Period.
1: Look for Breeze Hall to be more involved. After only getting four touches last week, if they want any success, they're gonna need to run the ball. Garrett Wilson in back to back week has had crazy touchdowns of him just making a play for their whole team. So if he can do what he can, it could be close, and that's the line reflects that. I think the Patriots probably win, but I liked over two and a half field goals in that.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing that stands out to me as well. I, I love the field goals there, like you mentioned already in this broadcast. We we've had a lot of success, even not, not only just this year and years past with field goals betting. I know if you're listening out there, it might not sound like the sexiest bet to you, but I'm telling you, a line is a line, and if there's value there, we're going to find that value. That's that's what we're here to do best for, and th- these field goals work really well for us, so we're going to keep going back to them until they stop working.
1: Here's another one we probably don't have to talk about for too long, Eli. It's Texans at the Jags. Jaguars are minus 8.5. The over-under is 44. Derek Stingley Jr. Had got hurt this week in practice, I believe, uh, and or it might have been from their game last week. I'm not 100% sure. But he there's a chance he might be going on the IR. Um, Stroud's been good so far. We've talked about this. He's had a lot of usage. Or they've thrown the ball a lot in both their first games. And he hasn't been turning it over. Um, so you could check for some throwing props on there. Because I do think they will be playing from behind against these Jaguars. I like Lawrence over one and a half touchdowns in the air. I think ATN could potentially catch one. I think uh, Calvin Ridley's set to have a big game. They have Ingram, Evan Ingram, Chris Kirk, Zay Jones. They just have a litany of options out there. And I think after they didn't really, weren't really able to do much against the Chiefs last week, I think the Jaguars are set to have a pretty good offensive game and really try to attack. And get after it this week
0: yeah i think the jags are out there to prove a point this week after what just happened at kansas city over last weekend um one thing that stands out to me like you say cj stroud tons of volume throwing the ball so far and one of his favorite targets so far has been a standout nico collins and i have him to go over four and a half receptions at plus 135 all he's done in the first two games is caught six and seven for a lot of yards and a touchdown, so he's looking really good out there, and I think he's going to be a go-to receiver all day for C.J. Stroud, so that's my main takeaway from this game on top of everything that you mentioned, which I also like. I think the Jags are going to have a big bounce back offensively.
1: Yeah, and you could look for the rookie tank, Dell, as well. He had seven catches for 72 and a touchdown last week. A lot big improvement from week one, so we'll see what they can do, but I think they're just outmatched against the Jaguars here, and the Jaguars are... Are gonna have a bit of a get right game after that disappointing loss um, to the Chiefs.
0: So, how do you like the Seahawks this week here?
1: I love them. I love them, and I usually—I know I say this most week. <laughs> I said last week everything pointed towards the Lions, but I'm probably gonna end up on the Seahawks. I was on the Seahawks, and I was pumped to be on the Seahawks because they broke my heart the week before. Uh, the Panthers just don't have an offense, really, to be honest. And no disrespect, but Bryce Young's out. Andy Dalton in, which is a little bit scary because somehow I feel like, <laughs> we, you know, as a fan, you twist your brain into believing. Now I think almost it's a worse matchup for us in a way, but um, if all of our guys play, we had some guys miss some uh, some time this week at practice. I think the Seahawks already had their wake-up call week one, losing to those Rams, and they can't have it again. They know they're a better team, top to bottom, I believe. This Panthers defense is pretty good, but the Seahawks offense is pretty good as well, I'd like to think. Um, I could potentially talk myself into the Seahawks team total over, but with a total of 42, you don't know. They might be willing to play the punt game or take field goals to take what they have. Um, we don't always tend to blow these teams out in these spots. It's usually a little bit more sweaty. Uh, this is another game where I like over field goals, but yeah, I think Andy Dalton, I think they might struggle in the red zone with that offense. Uh, so over two and a half, maybe even over three and a half field goals. Um, if you're playing it standalone, maybe three and a half, but two and a half more for that parlay if you're doing those little parlays where we found that success. Um, that's what I'm liking.
0: I'm going to take a line from you from our first show here because I loved it so much. Don't think, just shoot, Carolina sucks period right now and not only do they suck they're getting worse with andy dalton i know what you're saying but you know what it is what it is i love seattle to win i love to win by the spread i love to even throw an alternate spread whatever you want to do seattle's at home they're going to correct their mistakes from their first home game they want to give these fans something to get rockets about make a lot of noise and they're they're going to be jumping around in that stadium all day they're going to have they're
1: wearing the white tops navy bottoms as a tip of the cap to the Legion of Boom, I think they bring the energy. Look, Devin Witherspoon, these guys on the defense that are looking to make an impact. Bobby Wagner's been great, making a lot of tackles. Let's ride.
0: Let's ride. Yeah, I love the Hawks there. I love everything about this game. I think, uh, yeah, just just chalk me down for Seattle all day on this one, Kier. What What do you got next on the list for us?
1: I'm thinking Titans at the Browns, right? So Browns are minus three and a half. Over/under is 39 and a half. I know we've said this about a lot of games this week. This is another one where I don't mind a, uh the field goals. If you're going to put in if you're going to put in a little parlay, maybe a couple different ones. I do think this is a game that has the potential um for drives to stall out with both of these offenses. I don't trust the Browns really without Nick Chubb. I know that was a disgusting injury and we talked about and I know they're bringing in Kareem Hunt and four to two touchdowns last week, but it is just a difference maker. I mean, that's their leader on offense. That's That's the guy on that offense, right? I mean, he's almost impossible to stop. And like Jesse and you mentioned, Jesse had a good point earlier this week. Sean Watson is not that same guy that was at Clemson and with the Texans. You could tell in his face. It's just, it's just he's not. He doesn't play the same. Like the frustration he showed. It's just, it's not the same. Those two face mask melodies.
0: You almost never even see two from a a defensive player, let alone a quarterback. That's that's signs of pure frustration and confusion from him, I believe.
1: Yeah, so I just, I'm at the point where it's like, I, I'll i have him prove me wrong before I jump back on that bandwagon. Tight games, Vrabel, they're well coached. I didn't give the Titans very much credit after, credit after week one. They look pretty good. Because it's three and a half, I've leaned towards the Titans as well, just because that extra half a point i could see it being a field goal either way so i'll take the team that gives me a little bit a little bit of leeway
0: yeah just when i was brushing over all the games originally this one stuck out as a very confusing game for me to process because of all all the things you just mentioned this is a very uh very enticing matchup on both sides of the ball and i I like the points here i think this is going to be a tight game either way and uh, I, I don't think we're going to be speaking about a tight game next. I think we're talking about a shootout because we're talking about Miami Dolphins and the Denver Broncos next. And this is this is a team where two different offenses are coming in here rolling, so to speak. I mean, Miami's always rolling with that speed. And Denver, for large parts, their mistakes are not coming from the offensive side of the ball. They're coming from the defensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah, so the Broncos are number one in the league for the first couple of weeks and highest touchdown drive percentage. So they have 35%, and Dolphins are number three at 31%. Uh, Look for uh, Mims to get involved for the Broncos, right? He had two big plays last week for a touchdown, a a punt return.
0: Jesse was expressing his frustration of not having him involved more last week with how electric he really was on the field. So like you say, get him more involved in the game. He's dangerous.
1: Yeah, Pat Sertan, PS2 versus Tyreek Hill is going to be a great matchup, or even if he's covering Waddle, there's two great receivers that he can be he can be matched up with. I think this Dolphins team has the roster to make a run. Um, and I think you bet like I said last week you take him till the wheels fall off. Six and a half is a little bit more. I think they probably do cover that, but I think the Broncos can make this interesting. I think they can score. If they don't have a moment like that fumble last week that really shifts the tide. I think they could be okay. This Dolphins defense is Will give up points. So I like the over 48 and a half. Like you said, a shootout. I'm not going to root for Russell Wilson and the Broncos to try to keep this within six and a half. And they end up losing by a touchdown. Or vice versa. The Dolphins mess around a little bit and keep it. And they win by a field goal let's go over forty-eight and a half, and a half and just hope for a bunch of points
0: and and a, a speaking of a bunch of points a prop that stood out to me was R- russell wilson over one and a half touchdown passes at well at plus 140 he's had two and three in his first two games respectively he's already at five touchdowns they're looking very efficient offensively so yeah I, I love that prop. I love Russ to try to keep it rolling and get those touchdowns. Because like you say, Miami, very vulnerable on the defensive side of the ball as well too. So yeah, I love the shootout and I love that touchdown prop in that one.
1: No, I got a question for you. Saints Packers.
0: Oh my goodness, man! I talk about a matchup Saints that are you plus one and a half. You don't want to be facing this Green Bay Packers team right now. That's all I want to say because this Packers team, even though they're coming off a heartbreaking loss against Atlanta last week, guess what? They're looking really good. And you know who's looking great is Jordan Love. Six touchdowns to no interceptions in his first two games this is dangerous i hate even talking about my team when it's involved in games like this so i want to hear what you're thinking about this game here well,
1: looks like they're probably gonna get aaron jones back so that's yeah. good for green bay packers fans home opener as well for them right lambo will be rocking there everybody the little big talk about was aaron Rodgers going to the jets and a lot of people thought like that's the end of the uh, another era in green bay and jordan love so far this season has shown that he could probably he's flipping be the page on that faster than people keep think. Keep them in playoffs, right? And they can they can have some chances if they keep their defense. They got a good defense. Christian Watson, I don't think is going to be ready for this game, but he's another weapon that they'll get back that changes their offense on deep threats. He's good. Um, AJ Dillon is a good second back, so if they have him in that one-two punch with Jones, it makes it a lot better. Obviously, Jones being the the A back in that in those two. I think it's so narrow in this game. That I'm gonna take the Packers, probably money line minus 125, and no shot at your team in the Saints, Eli, at all. It's more of just a. The Saints were on the road last week, and they're on the road again on the Monday night game, short week, and on the road again in Lambeau. If this was in New Orleans, I'd probably lean that way, with those fans in the Super Bowl. I like, I would probably lean that way. But guess what? Is it, it is in it is at Lambeau. So I'm gonna take the Packers there, I think, and. Another bet I'm going to ride is field goals there, too, especially over one-and-a-half field goals. Eli, I've, I've played this our, both our first two weeks with you um, for the Saints kicker, and it's I think both have cashed within the first half, to be honest with you. So that's a bet. That almost a heat check in basketball. Where out of respect, I'm just gonna bet it until it misses. That's
0: right, rookie kicker Blake Group over uh, five and a half points, one and a half field goals. However, you want to play that, I love both of those. I'm
1: actually the more I think about it, you've been talking about the over the five and a half points. I like that because you do gain that point with an extra point. So I like that just in case the team is firing and they're able to find the red end zone multiple times, you maybe you're able to get a field goal and three touchdowns. It doesn't matter. There's different ways to hit that. Exactly. So actually, exactly. I'm different ways to play out. that.
0: And I do take no offense whatsoever for you riding with the Packers here because it makes a lot of sense to me, especially in terms of the red zone inefficiencies from the New Orleans Saints so far. It's been so frustrating to watch at times without Alvin Kamara in there, like, We're looking lost. We're looking for answers. Derek Carr looks very uncomfortable at times. I will give him credit. He's made big throws when they've mattered most to get us these wins. And we'll take wins wherever we could get them. But I do think we're in for a very tough test on the road. Short week as you've already said. Two weeks on the road in Lambeau. First home opener for Jordan Love in this new Packer era. And yeah, it's a scary game and I'm going to stay away from it for uh, the most part because I don't like betting on my team to lose. But I also do love betting on my field goal kicker to keep it rolling there so i think that's a great point
1: absolutely so up up next the last one for us on sunday the steelers at the raiders first time the steelers have been out to vegas to play uh they're minus the raiders are minus two and a half at home the over under is 43 um what do you feel about this game? Do you have any Do you have any leans in this game?
0: You know this This is a very odd matchup to me, Kier, just for the fact that, quite frankly, Pittsburgh offensively, like they they just do not look good. At all, and uh, Las Vegas they just struggled so mightily offensively last week against Buffalo as well. So, there's not a lot to love in terms of offense in this game, other than obviously the two superstar receivers on both sides of the ball, which is George Pickens and Devontae Adams. But, I call me crazy and call me a broken record. I i love field goals in this game again. I, I think we're going to see uh, a team that can't run the ball, which is Pittsburgh with Najee Harris. I want to see them you mentioned this already to me off the air. We want to see Jalen Warren get more touches out of that back room for Pittsburgh because Najee Harris is simply not doing it. And Josh Josh Jacobs him. just ran for negative two yeah. yards last week. Yeah. So I, I don't know what both yeah, of these both running stars, games running are team <laughs> on, Arguably the worst
1: performances ever by yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's
0: It's a really difficult game to even process and go through and even try to picture a winner. But what I can picture is these field goals happening again in this game
1: yeah Eileen Raiders and for the sole reason that can it, are the Steelers good enough to, to win a game or even come within two and a half of another team if their defense isn't scoring two touchdowns I just last don't week know obviously know. the very first play and then to close out the game like they they look like world beaters no Minka Fitzpatrick in their secondary I believe he's still out with a chest injury um that changes things a bit. Like you said, the Raiders stink. It was bad. They scored that. I think they scored that opening drive right against the Bills. And you go, oh my God, here come the Raiders. And then an absolute shit show after that, right? It really was. It's really tough. I actually like the under in this game, under 43. I think both. I think it could be a seventeen ten. It's crazy. The more we're talking about it right now, something.
0: I wasn't even really thinking about the total. But the more we're talking about it and everything we just went through, I I'm starting to really Steelers love the under here
1: on Sunday night. I mean. You don't think a couple of those yinzers from Pittsburgh are going to roll out to, to Vegas for this game? <laughs> that's right, that's right. Give me bro. under 43.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. The more we're talking about it, that's a great point you bring up right there. Um, yeah, so done with that one. I don't even... That one's kind of upsetting me, even thinking that it's a yeah, prime-time might matchup. Be in
1: the, I mean, I've, I'm obviously going to bet something. It's the Sunday night standalone game. There's going to be something bet on that, but that might be just a field goal or just an under. Um, see how the day goes on what your units are gonna be on something like that and just yeah, not something I really love. If it that's I'll say it this way, is if it was in the ten o'clock slate, I probably wouldn't be touching it. No. Maybe just the under, but I probably would just be avoiding it, so
0: Yeah, do what you please with that one. I'm just kinda choked that's the game we have to watch Sunday night even, just just to be honest with you yeah. now that we're even talking about it. But here's a game I'm not choked to watch because I think it's gonna be an exciting game. I like this Philadelphia Eagles team, I like this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I think these are two high-rolling football teams for two different reasons coming into this game. I mean, I might be one of the very few who's buying into this like rejuvenation from Baker Mayfield, but I think he's looked phenomenal so far, Kieran. I, I think this is going to be a great matchup between these teams.
1: I think he's been hit one of the least, in the within, for sure, within the bottom five out of any quarterback league. I think it was the second least or the least hit. He, he's there. They've been protecting him. Well, this defense is revitalized. They've been running around the all over the field. They've been really, really good. This is a couple of undefeated teams right now where you say the Eagles are, yeah, they're undefeated, but they're almost underperforming in a little bit, in a sense, right? The Packers definitely had it. Or sorry, the Patriots had a chance to beat them in week one. And then this is a Bucks team that Nobody had, everybody had written them off pretty much, right? And then now they're coming out. Mike Evans looks great to start the year. Baker Mayfield's been good. I think he's even up there in the top 10 in the league for uh, completion percentage. Um, He hasn't turned the ball over, I believe, yet still. We talked about that last week. So that's huge. With a defense like they have, if you cannot turn the ball over and get your points where you can. I lean towards player props in a game like this because I don't, know if this is an Eagles performance where they go oh no we're going to show you guys why we made the Super Bowl last year or if this Bucks team is really all in like we said they're all bought in Baker's bought in they seem to like Baker they're they're riding behind their guy who knows what, what the limit is Rashad White I actually think is a pretty decent running back like I think they have good pieces on this team and they have belief right and again they don't play in a good division either so yeah, I don't know. This is a tough game. I've leaned towards player props. Um, like we said, Mike Evans isn't great. Devontae Smith, last game. I know him and A.J. Brown usually kind of plinko back and forth between which game one of them has a bunch. Um, it's probably going to be A.J. Brown, but I do lean Devontae Smith. He's had three touchdowns since he had a kid born, a lot of them. Sometimes with a change of perspective or whatever he is, call it a baby bump, right? Those guys just get – they just perform, and he's been playing very well since then. Uh, What do you like in this game?
0: Yeah, I mean, just like you said, player props, and there's one prop that sticks out to me. It's Mike Evans. They have the line set on Mike Evans at three and a half catches, and I just think he's going to get tons of catches. Like, he's already displayed with any quarterback you pair this guy up with in any matchup. Mike Evans just comes to play day in, day out. He's the same guy. He's going to keep impacting games, so... Give me over 3.5 and, and also give me over 54.5 yards on Mike Evans too. I think he's going to have a big like impact that. in this game. So give me the 1-2 punch on Mike Evans here.
1: And you know what? If you were really feeling frisky, if you had a really good Sunday, you could even try to throw a little touchdown in on that as well for Mike Evans and put him all together, right? I mean, he, he's he's he been electric so far. And he's, what, I think nine straight seasons... Of over a thousand yards so he's mr consistency in that sense right
0: and also playing for a point to prove with them not re-upping his contract in the off season either so i mean mike evans wants to keep showing everyone around the league how good he really is every week
1: absolutely i wasn't able to see the props um this morning on deandre swift they weren't released they were they weren't available i know he had a lot of touches i believe he had 28 touches for like 175 yards last game he proved that they could be good. If the Eagles can find success against that Bucks defense running the ball, I expect Swift to have a lot of touches again and be very active. And why not keep going back to that because of how much success they found last week. But I do think the Bucks, if they are going to have success in this game, is they're going to have to stop the run, make them air it out, which is why, obviously, I just gave a, a Eagles receiver prop. Um, and I have Jalen Hurts in fantasy, so I am a believer in him as well. But this is a good test. This is a really good test for a team like the Bucs and for the Eagles, right? They got to win these games. The Eagles have to win these games. They're just a good team with the roster they have. And the Bucs, if you want to compete and think you have a chance this year, no better team than test it against the Eagles early in the season.
0: Hey, no better team, no better time than Monday Night Football. That's damn straight. In prime here. time, yep. right?
1: They make a statement if they would. They go out there and beat the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Well, sorry, at home for the Buccaneers in their own home but that that puts the league on notice if they're not already right so it's a big opportunity for Baker and those guys
0: yeah and speaking of Monday night we got another good matchup here and I I think this is better than a lot of people think because there's still questions about Joe Burrow's health there's still concerns about how he's doing it's the LA Rams who have quite literally stunned to start the season so far they more than competitive against San Fran they look great against Seattle in week one and yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer in this Puka Nakua kid. I mean, how can you not be? Like, what, what 25 catches in the first two games with over 100 yards each in both if, games? If
1: he doesn't do anything fancy, right? He finds the open spot, and him and Stafford obviously have a good connection. I'm sure those targets, that target share will go down when Cooper Cup eventually does come back. But this also leads to them not to rush him back. Because you got a guy who made 10 catches one game and 15 the next. He had 119 yards week one, 147 yards week two. And I don't know if I'm just a sucker or Vegas hasn't caught up to his trend yet, but his over under 64 and a half this week. That's just over half of what he's got at least in each of these weeks. I like that a lot. I'm going to ride that. That's one of my best bets of the week. If not my best bet of the week, I'm going to go a bit heavier on that. I just think he simply is going to get 64 yards. He is their target. Um, I think the Bengals play some preventative defense and stuff like that where there's some little soft spots and he will be able to have receptions. I haven't been able to find for a reception prop yet. I think it'll probably be maybe somewhere around six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half. I think I'd still take that over. Why not? I'm willing to lose a little bit of money if it counts. I'm going to keep taking my chances on this guy to reach those props. I also like the over 44.5, Eli. Yeah, oh, sorry, just flat 44. I'll take that half a point. And I just think both teams are going to be able to score. The Bengals were able to score last week. And I'm assuming this is, of course, if Joe Burrow plays. We're going to need Joe Burrow to play.
0: Yeah, make sure to keep an eye on whether or not Joe Burrow is going to be healthy for this one. Because like we just said, over 44, that's definitely a good pick if uh, Burrow going to be healthy. And um, Jesse mentioned in our previous show as well, Matt Stafford, he's tended to show throughout his career. He'll find a top receiver. And he'll trust going back to him over and over again. Whether it's Calvin Johnson, Megatron on Detroit, or a Cooper Cup here in uh LA and now it's Puka Nakua because as Kier just mentioned Cooper Cup's still not in so look for him to go over on his totals like we said we don't know what his actual reception total is as of right now the line's not out and we love the over and that's as long as uh Joe Burrow's healthy and playing so just keep track of that before this game kicks off uh and that's Monday one night. thing
1: about Matt Stafford is if he's playing he's gonna be good if he's healthy he's good right there's no question marks around him he's great so as long as he's healthy and good and uh, Nakua is also healthy. I think continue to have this success. They, they put up 17 on a, on a stingy and a, and a tough 49ers defense. I can see them putting up at least that many against the Bengals. I think the Bengals also are trying to prove something. Joe Burrow gets an extra day of rest. Like we said, hope he's healthy. And I hope they come out firing. And I'm looking for a shootout on Monday night to end the week of football for us.
0: Me too. And speaking of end of the week, I I think we pretty much wrapped it up here. I think we touched on everything and then some from all of these games. And yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so much to our listeners again. Um, this is a segment that we want to keep bringing to you to kick off the next week. We're going to be uh, getting this out to you Saturday morning again. We're going to look to launch all of our shows more consistently from now on. It'll be Wednesday for the pre uh, review show with me and Jesse, and then it'll be Saturday mornings coming out with me and Kier on the. Preview show for our picks and our best uh, bets of the week. So please keep tuning in and follow along with us all over social media as well. We have Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all under the same uh, username at Gridiron Gang Pod. You could reach us at email if you have any uh, suggestions or inquiries there with the same uh, Gridiron Gang Pod as well. And if there's anything else you want to mention here before we head out here,
1: yeah, just especially for the the Sunday night games or the primetime games, the Mondays, the Thursdays keep an eye out. Sunday mornings as well, we'll be giving out a couple of best bets that we like the most. We'll be watching as the lines change and people's health status and stuff coming out, so a lot of that will be coming out, like Eli said, on our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, so keep an eye out there for more information
0: yeah and yeah like like you just said we'll be everywhere all across so if any anyone wants to reach out to us for anything in terms of if you want to even appear as a guest if you want to actually be involved in these shows whatsoever if you want to call in any comments ahead of time that you want us to talk about on the show and break down for you and give our best opinions for 100 percent, feel free to do so we want more engagement we want you to all just be feeling like you're a part of this journey with us so Call in, let us know. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep getting better. We're going to keep bringing you all the best content that we possibly can and all the best advice that we possibly can. So once again, for the Gridiron Gang podcast, Spotify, Apple, I'm Eli with my special guest here, and we're signing off today. Let's ride. Let's ride, baby.